Welcome to episode 94 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I am your host, Matt Witt, and today we are going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings and their first round draft pick, Christian Derisaw, who will be our new starting left tackle, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. And once again, Rick Spielman got the most he can get out of his draft pick. Hope you all enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. Slick Rick does it again, getting the most value out of his first-round draft pick. Now, we talked about this already on the podcast, how the Vikings had to target offensive tackle here, or offensive line in general. They had to go for it in the first round. The reason why is because... It was undoubtedly the biggest need. You're paying a quarterback like Kirk Cousins this much money, and you're coming off of a season where you where you allowed way too many pressures on both the interior side of the line and on the outside. So it was clear the Vikings had to target offensive tackle here. Thing is, how? Because Rashawn Slater and Panay Sewell were the only left tackles who would be available at 14 that would make sense. Now, of course, we've talked about it already, how the Vikings should have attempted a trade up, and... Rumors are that the Vikings did attempt to trade up for Panay Sewell as he did fall to the Detroit Lions at the seventh pick, which people say that's a fall, but I feel like that's really where he should have gone because uh, the teams before him had to go with playmakers. Atlanta had to go Kyle Pitts, um, Dolphins had to go with a wide receiver, and although since he didn't need offensive line more than they needed to draft uh, Jamar Chase, it just made sense for them to draft Jamar Chase because they can go with offensive line in the second round, and they are going to go with offensive line in the second round because of how deep this offensive tackle class is. Now, when you take a look at it, Vikings did attempt to trade up, and um, this is likely for Panay Sewell. I don't see how the Vikings, or Rashawn Slater, I don't see how the Vikings would have traded up for anybody else. There's no reason why they're going to go uh, go for Justin Fields here. So for that reason, they did attempt a trade up for an offensive tackle. Thing is, right before the Minnesota Vikings were on the clock Chargers did draft Rashawn Slater at the 13th pick and this was the guy I've been talking about how the Vikings had to target him at the 14th pick that is our number one guy that's the guy we needed and Chargers drafted them right before the Vikings were on the clock so Vikings were on the clock with the 14th pick and they could have went Christian Derrissaw here but it wouldn't make sense it'd be too much of a reach that would be a need that obviously the Vikings need to fill the role on offensive line which they did Taking an offensive tackle like Christian Derrissa at the 14th pick would not have made sense. So this is why I assumed that they were going to trade down with Washington. Washington would trade up above the Patriots to grab Mac Jones. And a little bit a little bit of a surprise, the Jets traded up for Elijah Vera Tucker. Now, this was a player the Vikings could have drafted at 14, but once again, it just wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. And then Vikings acquired, Rick Spielman acquired two third-round draft picks and the 24th overall pick, where he used that 24th overall pick to draft a player who he likely would have drafted at the 14th pick. And that is Christian Derrissaw. And this is such a relief for Vikings fans. Because once again, like we saw last year, the Vikings attempted to trade up. They didn't trade up and they traded back and got the exact same guy they were trying to trade up for. Although last year, I guess they didn't trade up for or trade back to get uh, Justin Jefferson, but they did trade back to get Jeff Gladney, who they would have taken at the 25th pick. So the Vikings got a lot of draft uh, value out of this. Now, the Vikings don't have a second round draft pick, but they have four draft picks in the third round. And we all know what's going to happen here. The Vikings will trade into the second round, likely to target left guard, target possibly a wide receiver if it's a big need. If you can uh, fill the guard role in the third round, which the Vikings should be able to. There's a lot of sleeper picks in the third round that fall there that could have went in the first round with the tape that they have. But due to their size, due to their how they play, their play style, 
they usually don't get drafted until the third round. And we're going to take a look at a couple of these players that the Vikings can get in the third round as they do have four third round draft picks. If we take a look at what these draft picks are, picks are the 66th pick. That's 66. So that's the second pick in the third round, if I can do my math right. The 78th, 86th, and 90th. So the Vikings have four picks in the third round. They will likely combine two of those picks to trade up. Okay, yes, it is the second pick in the third round because that, that would be the Jets pick. So it is a second one. So that's basically a second round draft pick. Um, you're just picking at the late of the second round kind of. So Vikings will package up some of these third round draft picks and move into the second round as the Vikings don't have a second round draft pick and have a lot of needs that they can fill with those second round talent. One of the people or one of the um, defensive ends a lot of people are talking about is Ojalari, a defensive end who would be alongside Daniel Hunter would be our starting right defensive end day one or maybe going into the season we would start out with Steven Weatherly and likely transition into Ojalari. Thing about that is Vikings don't need to draft defensive ends until the fourth round or maybe in the third round because of how great our defensive coaching staff is. The difference between offensive line and defensive end for the Vikings is we can't develop offensive linemen, but we can develop defensive linemen because of Mike Zimmer, because of Andre Patterson, Adam Zimmer. There's no need for the Vikings to go defensive line until the fourth round because we don't need any starters on the defensive lineup. Now, yes, there's a possibility that, that uh, Daniel Hunter's on the trade block, rumors are saying, and maybe we don't want Steven Weatherly to start at right defensive end. But once again, we can develop players because this is what the Vikings coaching staff does really well at is developing defensive linemen. On the other side of the ball, on the offensive line, Vikings cannot develop offensive linemen. And that's why I'm very happy and all Vikings fan have a sigh of relief that the Vikings filled this role in the first round. Now, there's still needs on the offensive line as both left guard and right guard. There's question marks. But when it comes to Kirk Cousins' blind spot at left tackle, we are happy to see Christian Derrissaw starting over Ezra Cleveland or Rashad Hill, who were expected to be the starters instead. So these two players right here, Rondell Moore and Ardarius Washington, both have tape that people mock draft them into the first round. And now Ardarius Washington usually isn't going in the first round. Second round, people will have them projected at that spot. A lot of people do actually mock uh, Rondell Moore to go in the uh, first round, which obviously he didn't. And the reason why he didn't, because both these players do have the tape to prove that they are first round talent. The thing is, Rondell Moore is 5'7 at 165 pounds. It's not very often that works in the NFL, and that's why he will likely fall to the third round. Now, there's a possibility because he did have the tape because he's shown what he can do that he will be drafted in the second round. But like we saw last year with Cameron Dantzler, who was drafted in the third round by the Minnesota Vikings, these players fall. If you are undersized at your position, you usually fall into the third round where teams were, are more willing to risk their draft pick on. Safety and wide receiver, obviously not our two biggest uh, needs right now, but could be very helpful if the Vikings can fill another wide receiver role because obviously Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen are, is our great wide receiver duo outside of that BC Johnson he's a good rotational piece Chad Beebe did great inside the slot once again though you want a good wide receiver group you just don't want a elite wide receiver duo you want an elite wide receiver group and obviously the Vikings didn't uh Tajay Sharp didn't go very well last year um KJ Osborne didn't have a great rookie season we lost Kyle Rudolph so Vikings need to add another wide receiver and if they can get Rondell Moore in the third round that will be a sleeper that will be a valuable pick for the Minnesota Vikings and he could be our uh, wide receiver three you can play him from inside the slot or on the outside because he is very fast for especially for his size he's very undersized but he can run really fast and inside the slot I would rather use Chad Beebe or BC but Rondell Moore we could add to our offense and that would be very useful for the Minnesota Vikings now let's take a look at our defense our starting offensive line now Christian Derrissaw will be the Vikings left tackle this upcoming season he's already have his already has his draft number um and that is 71 or his jersey number and that is 71 so you can see we're going from riley reef last year into the uh christian derisaw now 
both left tackles are going to be number 71. Riley Reef was last year, and now 71 is open for Christian Derrissaw to use, and he will be better than Riley Reef. Riley Reef was also a first-round draft pick. If you remember by the Detroit Lions in, I think, 2012, uh, Riley Reef was a first-round draft pick, and it's okay. I mean, Riley Reef didn't have a terrible career. Last year, he had a very good season with the Minnesota Vikings. Thing is, Christian Derrissaw's younger. Christian Derrissaw will not cost nearly as much as Riley Reef did, and likely will develop I, I like I said Vikings aren't very good at developing offensive linemen but I do think Christian Derrissaw has a future with the team because I did say that he is the third best offensive tackle in this draft class with that being said I still do wish the Vikings did actually get Rashawn Slater they would have to have traded above the uh, Chargers to actually get him which I think they did attempt to do uh, per sources he the Minnesota Vikings and Rick Spielman did attempt a trade and that was likely a trade to grab Rashawn Slater because I don't know who else they would have taken I mean, maybe Justin Fields. I just don't see Rick Spielman or anyone actually targeting a quarterback in these series drafts because of how much they how much they love Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is their guy. So if you take a look at our starting offensive line right now, obviously Christian Derrissaw will be our starting left tackle. We have Garrett Bradbury and Brian O'Neill at, at, at center and right tackle. But when you look at it, the guards is a big question mark right now because is Ezra Cleveland ready to play an offensive guard? Now, Ezra Cleveland was drafted in the 2020 draft in the second round out of Boise State to be a starting left tackle. Thing is, he's not ready. From what we saw last year, Ezra Cleveland is not ready to start this upcoming season at left tackle, which is why it's a big relief for Minnesota Vikings to draft Christian Derrissaw because he's a much more of a uh, a safer route than going with Ezra Cleveland protecting Kirk Cousins' blind spot. Thing with Ezra Cleveland, though, I don't want him to just stay, uh, stay at right guard. I want to see Ezra Cleveland play at left guard. I need Ezra Cleveland, we need Ezra Cleveland to be somewhere on the starting offensive line. That is not going to be at left tackle, not right tackle. We want him to play at guard. And I want to see what Ezra Cleveland can do at left guard over Dakota Dozier because Dakota Dozier, there is no reason why you should start him at left guard. Left guard is too much for, of an important position when you have a running back like Dalvin Cook when you're trying to protect for Kirk Cousins. Left guard is too much, uh, too valuable of a position to just have Dakota Dozier out there again. Now, the Vikings bringing back Dakota Dozier, I didn't hate the decision because of how big of a need the Vikings have at offensive guard, and really bringing back any guard was necessary for the Vikings. I don't know why they haven't brought back Brett Jones, but bringing back Dakota Dozier made sense just because of the big need, the big role the Vikings had to fill at the offensive guard position. Thing with Dozier is, I don't want him to be a starter. I want Dozier to be a backup. I don't want him to start at left guard or right guard. For that reason, the Vikings have to bring in a new right guard in the second or third round. Of course, like I said, the Vikings would have to trade into the second round because there is no second round draft pick because of the trade they made with the Baltimore Ravens or um, with the Jacksonville Jaguars where they acquired our second round draft pick and we had Unique Ngakwe for four games and then traded him away with the Baltimore Ravens. So not a very good draft pick or a trade right now when you look at it as a whole. Obviously, I would still like to see Yannick Ngakwe be with the Minnesota Vikings, but that trade did not work out. But so far, this trading back in the draft, this draft has went swelling, has went great for the Minnesota Vikings. To get a player like Christian Derrissaw, who's much more safe, a lot more safe than using Ezra Cleveland or Rashad Hill at left tackle, Rashad Hill is another player who could actually play at offensive guard. If you don't remember, he did play guard in college and um, was brought with the Minnesota Vikings to actually be a backup offensive guard. Thing is, he's done a great job at being a backup left tackle and right tackle as Brian O'Neill has suffered with injuries as well, and same with Riley Reef. He's stepped into the starting role very well, so I would like to see him still as a backup left tackle and right tackle. For the right guard position, though, there is a lot of prospects that the Vikings can be targeting and should be targeting in the second and third round that they should uh, focus on the offensive line. And then, if the Vikings do 
bring in a new right guard to start on the offensive line, our entire offensive line will be on the rookie contracts. The Vikings have a very young offensive line and have invested a lot into this offensive line. Garrett Bradbury, first-round draft pick. Christian Derisaw, first-round draft pick. Brian O'Neill, second-round draft pick. Ezra Cleveland, second-round draft pick. Vikings might have another second-round draft pick if they trade up. All first and second round draft picks on the Vikings offensive line. And this is what we want to see because what we've seen in the past, the Vikings can't develop their offensive line. So you need to target that in the first and second round. You need to get guys that are ready to be starters in the NFL. While when you look at the defensive side of the ball, Vikings can grab athletic guys in the fourth round and develop them into the starting role a couple years into their career. And then Brian O'Neill actually won't be on his rookie contract now that I think about it because he is uh, expected to get a contract extension, which the Vikings should give Brian O'Neill contract extension because he is the only good offensive line drafted by the Minnesota Vikings or when you look at value in the last 10 years. Last five years. I can't say last 10 years because there's probably someone else out there, but that no one comes to mind right now. Brian O'Neill seems to be the only good draft pick the Vikings have had on the offensive line in the last five years. Hopefully Christian Darisaw changed that. Hopefully he does change that. But I'm very excited to see what the Vikings do with these third round draft picks as uh, this is today. Date of recording is 4.30 and today is the second and third round day two of the NFL draft where the Vikings will likely trade into the second round because of how much because they have four draft picks in the third round. And I'm pretty sure that was uh, their initial uh, expectation was to try to trade into the second round and grab somebody. And I would like to see an offensive guard drafted. There is a lot of offensive linemen that are available in the second round that should not be available right now. Now, Christian Derisaw, the reason why this is such a valuable draft pick and PFF is saying it is the best draft pick in this first round so far. He had a 95.6 PFF grade going into this draft. That is very rare. He's the third best offensive lineman, no doubt. And when you look at that, he should have gone like top 10. He doesn't really... It, it wouldn't make sense for the Vikings to take him at 14th pick as he is he is valued somewhere around where the Vikings did draft him and is 17th overall prospect by PFF. To get a 17th overall prospect at 24 when it's an offensive tackle is very impressive for the Minnesota Vikings. 23, I'm pretty sure they actually drafted him at 23. Yeah. Um, six foot five, 314 pound offensive tackle coming to play with the Minnesota Vikings who had a 95.6 PFF grade in 2020 where he allowed zero sacks on 669 snaps and he's bringing that to minnesota where he's going to go against the packers defense and the bears defense who love to rush kirk cousins all day it's going to be interesting to watch this unfold as he is the player i was now i was hoping for rashawn slater but he is one of the players that i was really hoping the vikings could get because i don't want to see another offensive tackle drafted in the second and third round where he has to transition into the NFL and be developed a little bit I want to see an already developed offensive tackle like Christian Darrisaw come to play with the Vikings and I'm very excited to see what he can do in the Minnesota Vikings uniform against some of these teams and is protecting for Kirk Cousins blind spot who is making what is it 38 million right now so so he has a big role to fill with the Minnesota Vikings and it's going to be interesting to watch this all unfold so let me know what y'all think how do you think this draft pick went I feel like if you're a Vikings fan you can't hate it because we needed offensive linemen and this was by far the biggest need going into this offseason and going into this draft was even bigger of a need than it was going into the offseason he's going to fill Riley Reef's role now he's going to be 71 so if you for some reason have a Riley Reef jersey you can just change the back of it and to make it say uh Darisaw or something like that I don't know why you would have a Riley Reef jersey but if you do you could do that so 71 is going to be his number and he's already chosen it and has already flown into the Twin Cities so he's ready to go 
and I'm very excited to see what he can do. Thank you all for tuning in to episode 94 of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day. Thank you.